Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Mastin Kip Podcast. I'm your host, Mastin Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that and my team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mastin Kip Podcast. So when we look at chronic illness, when we look at mental health, we have to have a very different understanding of what trauma is and mental health is the wrong term. Why? It's not just mental. In fact, if you look at the autonomic nervous system, it was believed it was antagonistic. What does that mean? Something's antagonistic. Kind of against each other. One's on and one's kind of off. I'll teach you this afternoon how that's not the case. And the other thing is, is that when you look at who studied the autonomic nervous system and how it works, there's a heavy focus on uh, efferent fiber. What does that mean? Is that like dietary fiber? What is that? What's the efferent fibers? Efferent. It's from the brain to the body. So we have connections from the brain to the body, and primarily mental health professionals and people who study the ANS worship afferent pathways, meaning what happens in the brain goes to the body. What we now know is that there's up to 10 times more afferent fibers, meaning from the body to the brain. Let's do math. No one needs to be a neuroscience or PhD. If there's 10 times more fibers going from the body to the brain than the brain to the body, which one's in control, you think? The body. That's why the book Bessel wrote is called The What Keeps the Score? The body keeps the score. Mental health, my ass. It's whole body health. It's really affect health. Now, mental health is important, but I would submit to you that if you get a brain scan, look at someone's corpus callosum health, hippocampal health, limbic system health, cortical, subcortical health, prefrontal cortex health, any of that shit, that is a picture of body health in the brain. Tell me, besides surgery and neurofeedback, how you improve brain health without improving affect first. How do you do it? You can't. Mental health 
is a picture of body health. And body health is a picture of the trauma that's in there and the environments that we're in and how we do these things. So when we look at the brain, the brain, I want you to start to think of it as a data set that goes, huh, if there's hippocampus overactivation or limbic system upregulation, where it's just always on, that might correlate to something in the body. Who follows? If there's a lack of executive functioning in the brain, that might correlate to something in the body. If there's a chemical imbalance in the brain, what? That might what? Correlate to something in the body, okay? So mental health is the wrong term. The right term is whole body somatic wellness. That's what we're going for. And so I need to catch you up on how to have somatic wellness because if you have somatic wellness, I have a feeling your brain will be a lot better, right? Think about this though. One last thing before I move on. Even if you take prescription medication, where does it go first? The body. No one's like injecting that shit straight into their brain. (laughs) No one's like, okay, let me just take my SSRI today. (laughs) Right? It's a pill that goes down here. Where are the majority of our neurotransmitters produced? Gut microbiome. Right? If you have a chemical imbalance, I bet you might have microbiome dysbiosis. Oh. Means your gut's f***ed up. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. If your gut's f***ed up, think about this. If your gut's f***ed up and it can't get information from here to here, what's going to happen up here? It's not going to work as well. Who follows? Okay, so it's important. Now, a key sign that someone has trauma is that they're stuck in some, something. Not everything. They could have like almost every area of their life going really well, but then one area is like really stuck. Okay, and the thing I have to understand is stuck is dead. Stuck is dead. I say that not because I think you're suicidal and not because I think your life is over, but emotionally it's dead. And when you look at that word, oh my God, I'm dead. I don't want you to think I'm stuck in this area. I want you to think I'm dead in this area of my life. What does it feel like to say that versus stuck? Is there more emotional charge? I want that. I want more emotional charge. I don't want you dissociating anymore. Oh, I'm fine. You dissociate little you. <laughs> oh, shit. My romantic life is dead. As My finances are dead. My business is dead. I see you. Yes. What's your name, ma'am? It's ladies and gentlemen. Can we get a microphone, please? It's coming behind you. Coming behind you. We want to make sure everyone can hear. I pulled a fast one on the team. They weren't expecting that. But it's all good. It's mostly fault, though. So I'm just kidding. Oh, it's all good. Right here. Yeah. Okay, let's try that again. What's your name, ma'am? It's ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Hi. I met you once before. I'll tell you that later. Um, So when it says dead, I feel like I can't recover. That's that's what I reacted to. We're going to get there. I promise. I promise we're going to get there. I promise, promise, promise. Okay, great. Okay? And the reason why you feel that way is because in the past, you haven't known how to. Is that true? Yes. So I'm going to teach you how. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. In fact, the next slide. Hey. Okay. So... (laughs) Trauma creates an inflexible nervous system. Okay, so mental health, if you look at mental health diagnoses, for example, okay, people get stuck in a certain state, right? They get stuck in depression. 
they get stuck in anxiety. They get stuck in bipolar. Well, actually, yeah, they get stuck in bipolar, but bipolar's stuck between two things, kind of. All right, but there's a lack of flexibility. Now, anyone do yoga in the room? What happens if your body's inflexible? Are you going to be doing full body lotus? What do you think? Hell no. I can't even like get my foot on my knee sometimes, right? So if there's a lack of flexibility and you're more rigid, you're more susceptible to being hurt, damaged, traumatized, and not able to move. Dead, stuck, immobilized. And what happens is when we grow up or when we're younger and we do experience pain and trauma, we aren't able to escape. We aren't able to change things. So it feels like we are stuck forever. And the problem isn't that people go dissociative or they go depressed or anxious or hypervigilant. The problem is they think they have to stay there forever and they don't know how to get out. Who follows? You can get out faster than you realize. Faster than you realize, okay? So the opportunity here is we get to create a more flexible nervous system. And what we have to understand is when you're flexible, you're able to change quicker. You're able to adapt. That's how we're wired, but we get stuck in it. We, get, we also get pathologized. You are this. People talk about their diagnosis like an identity. Hi, my name is Mastin. I'm a Capricorn, six foot five, white male, ADHD, dyslexic. Hi, that's who I am. And then they walk around like, oh no, I'm PTSD. You don't understand. <laughs> I think we all are a little PTSD and ADD for sure. And I think we should take the D out and put an R in. Said so in disorder, response. Post-traumatic stress response. Dissociative identity response. Schizoaffect response. General anxiety response. Not disorder. You're not disordered. You went through some shit, man. Think about that. Maybe psychosis is an appropriate response to a fucking psychotic environment. What do you think? Yeah, maybe narcissism is an appropriate response to complete emotional neglect over time. All the codependents are like, oh, can I change him? I can change him? Oh my God. Don't go there, please, okay? No, don't do that. Focus on you, you little codependent you, okay? But we want to create more flexibility, okay? <laughs> Trauma blocks our natural wisdom in our bodies, intuition. Later, we'll talk about this thing called neuroception, which is sort of the same thing as intuition, right? But it really, what am I, I can't tell if it's intuition, fear, not too sure, okay? Trauma causes us to shut down or be hypervigilant. So we understand shutdown. What's hypervigilant? Everything's always a problem and scary and stressful and dangerous, right? Did they really wash all my kale, like are all the microbes off of it? But for me, I'm like, oh, it's kale, you know, like I get hypervigilant around that stuff, right? Hypervigilance is your body's inability to accurately perceive threat in real time. It may have been threatening in the past. Shutting down, we'll talk about that later this afternoon too, but it's also an automatic survival response, okay? Trauma also blocks connection and co-regulation. When you're hypervigilant or dysregulated in some way, do you want to hang out with other people? Only if they don't leave you. Maybe, or if you're dissociated and pushed away, no, get away. Who follows, right? So the more trauma symptoms we have, the more it's harder to be around us, and the more we don't want to be around people, and things get worse, not better, okay? Also, trauma narrows our ability to see new possibility. When we have a trauma response, everything gets like just this. I can either suffer in my depression or kill myself. Those are my only options. 
I can either be really worried or I can have to shut down. I can either, you know what, I either bend to what the other person wants in the relationship or I leave. We get very binary. There's always more options, but we can't see it. Also, if you look at it, trauma also makes it almost impossible to create new realities because you're stuck in the past. Someone lives 90 years with trauma. No, they live 91-year increments of the same shit over and over and again for 90 years. They lived one year 90 times because they were stuck in trauma. Who follows? And this shit gets passed down, okay? Okay, so if I... Perfect, thank you. So I don't follow that one. Okay, so if I'm traumatized and I am shutting down or hypervigilant and stuck in a certain nervous system state and I can't see new possibility... Is that you? You said that? Yeah. If you can't see new possibility, you can't create new reality, and all you know is I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I'm stuck, you'll live that same emotional experience every year until you know how to change it. Because what happens is when we experience trauma, that part of our psyche stops developing. So even though our body gets older, the emotional set of what we went through stays exactly the same age. So wherever you're dysregulated or stuck, you probably got a two-year-old running that shit. It's true. So you live the same year emotionally over and over and over again until you break free. Does that make sense? Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.